With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for Licking on Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Licking on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call-in line is 646-716-4972. Now here's your host of Lickin' on Lending, David Lickin'. Let's begin. And I am excited about this. And here's what kind of sparked this. You know, on the weekend, I was looking at text messages or just sort of going through the feed on LinkedIn. That's my preferred method of social media. It kind of stays me in case we in touch. And I watched Kevin do a video and explaining what's going on in the markets. Now, he's the chief lending officer of PRMG, and he created a video that was really caught my attention. And I immediately responded back. Now, I've seen Kevin. I know Kevin. I see him at the conferences. I have always liked this guy from the get-go. But he garnered 15,000 views, and we're going to put a link into it there. So that video that he created a week ago is growing like crazy. I think it's at or nearly at 15,000 views. So when I looked at that and knowing that the way we communicate, how leaders communicate, is changing while I've always been an advocate of video communication, I was really impressed with what Kevin does. And so I wanted to invite him to the podcast. Kevin, good to have you here with us today. Appreciate you, friend. How you doing? Good, good, good. I was really impressed with that video you have. I've known you for a long time. I always liked you. You're, you're outgoing, uh, just an expressive kind of guy. It's so easy to see you at conferences and you've always been so gracious to say kind things when I've spoken. But when you did this video, I was so impressed. And I have forwarded that around. I don't know how many of the 15,000 views I'm responsible for, but I have promoted the heck out of that and using it as an example to leaders and how to communicate to their people, their community. So I wanted to ask you a bunch of questions about it. But it's good to have you here. For those that don't know you, give us a little bit of your background, just real briefly, and uh, what you yeah. do. Yeah. PRMRG. Well, for, well, first of all, thank you for the kind intro. And you you know this story, but I'll tell it for your audience. You know, I started as a wholesale account executive in 2001 in Austin, Texas. And so listening <laughs> to David Licken has been like, this is what I've done my whole career is listen to you. So this is definitely a, a, a bucket list just to even be on your show. So thank you oh, for having me. I really so appreciate much it. That's all it is. Yeah, we I, appreciate it. Mutual respect here. A lot of it. Thank you. Yeah, I started as a wholesale AE at First Magnus. Ramaj Bali hired me, and um, I got a lot of uh, guidance from him and Leslie Inman, who I have mm-hmm. the pleasure of still working with at Paramount Residential Mortgage Group right now. So I've been, you know, I've been, uh, I guess I was in Austin for a couple of years and blew over to Tampa as a wholesale AE for a little bit and started training people as a sales manager. And then six months later, I moved again. And so I, I had a team built there in Fort Lauderdale, and I was in Florida for 13 years, and I've been with PRMG. This is my 10th, 10 years now, and wow, I got yeah, it, 
it's been fun. I've had the pleasure of having um, the two founders of our company, Paul and Robert. They, about four years ago, they had me come here to California to help basically build and grow on the company from the corporate headquarters. And maybe their partner. So I've gotten a unique you know, perspective. You know, I had a, a company I was part owner in for three years after the crash, and then I came here. And, and so it's, it's just very interesting. You know, all your guests that are on your show, like everything they're talking about, this is all the kind of information that owners of, of mortgage banking operations, this is the kind of stuff we need to digest every single day, grab this data, and then try and figure out a plan on how to move forward. Literally every single one of your guests has topics that I've been reading yes. every day. Yeah. By the way, your audio just changed. I don't know if you switched to a different thing. If you could get back to what you were using, it was a lot clearer. Sure. And uh, so uh, it, we'll we'll see how that goes. But you did okay. this video, and one of the things there was motivation in it, but you also had to break through. If you're like anybody else out there, Kevin, and I know we all have to, even us expressives, we have to break through some type of self self voice, the voices in our head that kind of cause us to not want to step through that. Our self, uh, what am I looking for? I'm looking for the right word. Self, uh, overly critical self-doubt. of ourselves. Self doubts. Yeah. yeah. And um, I was looking for another word, but I wasn't finding it anyway. But you obviously stepped past that when you grabbed, you said for the first time you'd ever worked a selfie stick and you grabbed your cell phone and just started talking to the camera. What did you have to overcome to do that? I want to talk briefly because there are those that say, I don't, I not have a personality like Kevin. I can't do that. Talk to what you had to overcome and how important it is to overcome that. Well, I, I think, you know, people equate uh, being on video or being on social media to public speaking. And, and mm-hmm. you and I both know that public speaking is, you know, most people's you know, biggest fear. It's not spiders or snakes. It's public speaking. And so yeah. people just kind of think, you know, they think it's the same thing with video and, and it really isn't. I mean, you're really just having a conversation, you know, and, and so if you, if you're, if you talk to people normally, if you, if you speak and you're probably anyone that's in a leadership role, you have to speak to someone, even if over the phone, it's no different. So, you know, for, for me, it was, you know, I, I didn't want to be on LinkedIn up until a couple of years ago. And then um, it was about really about reputation control. You know, people, right. you know, we, we, you know, people will say things about companies and if you're not there to talk about your company or talk about what's going on with your company, then someone else, you know, tell someone else is writing you know, the narrative. Yeah. Right. Everyone else. Yeah. That's exactly reviews or Google reviews. You know, you, you know, every lender out there, every broker shop, every originator themselves probably has dozens, hundreds, tens of thousands of people who are happy. But if those people don't tell your story on your behalf or you don't get a way to message that, you're going to get one or two angry people that make it look like you and your company don't know what you're doing. And, and that's an yeah. unfortunate thing. So, so for me, it's, it's all just – it really started with just managing reputation and just talking about you know, really kind of defending the honor of, of my company. You know, that's really where it started. Great. And, yeah. and, and then a couple of weeks ago with all the craziness going on, you know, I just decided instead of doing one LinkedIn video a week, I'll just get out there daily and just – because there were so many changes coming fast and furious. And, you know, I'm in um, – I love the fact that you're you're plugging the Mortgage Banker Association because they – I mean, wow, the, the amount of work they've been doing behind the scenes yeah, is Yeoman work, yeah. Yep. Big time. Seven days a week, literally. And uh, those, those uh, efforts, you know, alone – 
need to be communicated. And, you know, I'm also part of um, Lenders One. I'm part of the Mortgage Collaborative. I'm part of these different groups that you and I have been, you know, together at different conferences and trade shows. Yep. You know, NAM, AIM, SAMP, all these different groups. And there's people that I respect in those groups who aren't getting the information that maybe I'm getting or maybe not hearing it the way I am. And so I'm like, you know what? We're in this age of transparency where it's like, you know, document, don't create. Just get out there. Like I love when Josh Pitts at Shred Media says that. He's like, just document, don't create. Don't, you know, don't, yeah. don't worry about how you look. Don't worry about it being pretty. Don't worry about, you know, our audio difficulties we had on this call. Just talk yeah, about do what it. you want to talk exactly. about. Have a conversation. Yeah. You know, people like yeah. that stuff. So that, that's kind of where it all started. That's so good. And, and I look at all the videos you've done. You talk about Moore's Law. You talk about the Pass-Through Assistance Program and Jenny May. You've talked about all these videos. The point of what you're doing is the impact of forbearance. You are educating your company, but there's benefit going out to the whole industry, Kevin. So I applaud you for what you're doing. And you. what is what did you do to overcome those self-limiting, self-talk that you had to deal with in that initial video? For me, it's just making sure I stay under the 10-minute limit for LinkedIn. That was That's my biggest yeah. challenge, so... Yep. <laughs> I mean, I can talk well, up. we can I ramble mean, on. I mean, yeah, it is easy to get rambling on. So you didn't. You stay concise. Now, so some questions that I had when you create your videos, do you have notes? One time I saw what Carl does with marketing animals. He put post-its or he hung cards around there and he had notes up there. So if his mind went to wandering, he called it a redneck teleprompter. I got a biggest <laughs> chuckle out of that. How much time do you prepare in advance for that? Or is it in you so much because this is your world that you can just get out there and regurgitate and do pretty good stream of thought. It's mostly stream of thought. You know, I, it is, I guess, a, a self-limiting doubt that I have about the way I communicate. I literally, sometimes I feel like I'm just rambling, but I usually don't write down any notes. The, the only time I really have anything up on the screen is just a reminder to make sure that I get to it because sometimes I, I start rambling so much that I don't even I forget maybe to say something when there's a point that <laughs> yeah. I wanted to get in. And then when I'm done, I realize I didn't, I didn't say something. And I'm like, well, if it's still relevant tomorrow, maybe I'll say it tomorrow. So, you know, it happens, you know. And, but I feel like having natural conversational language, you know, in, which is so my important. approach. Yeah, yep. it doesn't feel like I'm memorizing or going down a script or being structured. And, yep. and, 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 you know, that's just my style. And so, I, you know, I think, and, and, you know, to go back to your first question, any, any of us can do that. You know, I mean, anyone of us can just talk how we talk and just embrace our own communication style, you know, and, and if the content is relevant and there's value there, then people will like it. Well, obviously, people are liking it. 15,000 views of that video is pretty significant. When you're picking a topic to talk about, do you feel you have to be an expert on it, or are you doing what you're bringing information, what you're reading from others? Talk about to those that say, well, I'm not an expert on that topic. I can't talk about that. I need to do something different. Talk about what you do. Do you pick only topics that you're really familiar with, or are you then just reporting on differently on topics you're less familiar with? I try and have some original thought, you know, just, just my thought process. You know, it, it, you know, I'll give you an example. So I was reading an Axios newsletter yesterday, and there was some data in there about the jobs that are being affected in these jobless claims in the income brackets. You know, it's something like, you know, 70% or more of the jobless claims were from people like making $20,000 a year or less. And I'm like, you know, what a, what a great piece of data to try and, Talk to you know you know because everyone's worried about jobless claims and then I was reading the Christian report this morning 
and he actually had a link to the exact same article. And it's funny because I've, I've met Rob Crispin and a couple times yeah. and, and he tells me that the first section is all his and it's a stream of consciousness thought from him. And so I'm like, wow, I just had that same thought yesterday and then he put it on there. So now I kind of feel like, you know, I'm in this, this good, you know, this good uh, realm of, of, of thought because, you know, I look at him as a thought leader as well. And so, you know, that's just, just an example of how I would come up with something. Or, or this morning, you know, I was on the Mortgage Banker Association monthly call and they had a gentleman from Stratmar talking about all the data and, and how everything's, you know, being impacted in the secondary market and, you know, spread between bonds and, you know, what the rate sheets and MBS and kind of a combo, you know, of, uh, right. you know, Schnell and, and FAR that you have on your show and like some of the things that they're talking, you know, but, but not everyone's an NBA member. And so I'm on that call and I'm listening. And so there's some things that, you know, are private to some of those calls, especially the executive calls, but there's also some information that's really good to share, get share. out, you know? And so yep. that, I just kind of start to formulate my thoughts based on all that. And I, and I have this kind of thought that's been brewing my mind about forbearance and the impact and how, you know, the, the convergence of, of the freak out about forbearance and how it's going to impact our industry, you know, coming together with this rush to get out of this quarantine lockdown together combined with data showing, you know, that deaths have been suppressed because of effective social distancing. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I've got this thought that's been brewing in my mind for a couple of weeks and I'm, I'm like, how do I, how do, when's the right time to say, you know what, the data, may, you know, we've already flattened the curve, you know, we're there. And yeah. that's what I want to be the guy that breaks the story. But at some point, you know, I've done everything by feel my, my whole life and, and I've tried to trust my instincts and they, they rarely lead me astray as long as I'm sober completely. And I, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll say, you know, you know, we're going to get out of this mess. And so yeah. I think people are, people are kind of, you know, deservedly so, you know, people are a little freaked out about what's going on in, in society, in our business. And I'm just trying to help show a light at the end of the tunnel. Alice, you are a very effective communicator, and I know you've had a chance to look at a lot of videos out there and talk about that. Any questions you have for Kevin in light of the video that he that he produced and published, and then also just generally questions about communications? You're so effective at it. Oh well, thank you for that, Dave. But uh, yes, Kevin, congratulations on getting the getting breaking through that barrier as you just described. That's uh, terrific. Thank you. So, and uh, so you mentioned that it's really kind of in a stream of thought, do you have kind of a theme that you want to stick with going forward, right, and, and recommendations you would make to for others? Because I think right now we're, everything's changing day by day, but people like to be able to have hope and see beyond that, what, beyond this immediate, you know, month or so that we've got all this going on. What's your vision for the future of uh, of this conversation that you're having? Well, you know, obviously we get through this and, and all the all the craziness dies down. I mean, you know, six weeks ago, you know, it was record lock volume. And then the first week of March, it's lowest rates ever. And then it's margin calls. And then it's HUD loans are going to default and rate cuts are down to zero. And then the CARES Act came out. And now we're talking about forbearance and how that's going to blow up liquidity in the industry, you know. And and so for me, you know, information, it's constant and there's just so much of it. And I'm just a, I'm just an avid reader. Like your topic today, Alice, you're talking about you know, the state of Pennsylvania. I'm on their list. I've, I've seen them, you know, I've seen their policy literally change. I've gotten four emails from that state in like the last five days. You can't go out. You can't go out. You know, okay, maybe we can. All right, we're considering it. Okay, give us a, give us a couple of days to think about it. You know, stuff like that really impacts people, you know, in a major city, you know, you know, like Philadelphia. And so it's funny. I was talking to uh, 
uh, our founder, our CEO, Paul Rozo, last week. And I was like, you, I, you know, he and I were talking. He said, he said something to me. It was just kind of funny. He goes, you know, I love the fact that you're out there and, you know, you're the face of PRMG and this and that. I'm like, I'm like, I don't mind disappearing into oblivion tomorrow. Like, the only reason I'm out here is because there's something to talk about. You know, like, I don't do this for any kind of glory. I mean, let's let's be honest. Like, I'm a little overweight. I got a double chin. And we're in the mortgage business, right? There's nothing, like, <laughs> fancy so or highbrow about what we do. And so, you know, if, if I could keep my LinkedIn post back to once a week, I think there's plenty of story to tell. I think there's bring value and maybe even leadership uh you know, to, to people throughout the industry. And so I'd, I'd love for the VIX volatility and craziness to die down and, and me to get back to a regular cadence of just once a week. That's hilarious. I may have a little extra week out of double chin. I'm in mortgage banking. That's hilarious. It's those kind of anecdotal, little slipping things in that just make your videos so powerful. Uh, and uh, Alan texted me, said he had to drop and go to a meeting. So, Joe, we're going to move over to you. Any questions you specifically have for Kevin? Yeah, hey Kevin. Hey there, how you doing? Kevin, I'm good, thanks. Good to hear from you. What are you hearing from your LOs? What are they most interested in in hearing from you, Kevin? Well, originators specifically, they want to know where all the yield spread went in our business, hmm. and they 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 yeah. want to know, you know, what what they're looking at on rate sheets versus what they're looking at, you know, where MBS are trading. I mean, like you mentioned, right. you know, M- M- MBS are the the record. The record price, they've never been this price, mortgage-backed securities. We're trading in 2 and a right. coupon right now. Rates right now should be 2.75%, 30-year fixed on every rate sheet with some money back. I mean, that, that's where the rate sheets should be right now, but they're not because pretty much everyone that sells a loan to an aggregator or a servicer, you know, non-bank or bank, those big servicing books, they're, they're trying to figure out, okay, how much cash do we need? Do we have enough? to take care of all these borrowers that can now go into forbearance? How long are they going into forbearance? Are they going to default after they come out of forbearance and never come out of forbearance? What, how much capital do they need and where are they going to get it? And, and those are the market makers. And so fortunately at PRMG, we sell, we're a seller servicer with Fannie Freddie and an issuer with Ginny May. So as a lender that has all three tickets, that is gold right oh, yeah. now. Man. It's absolutely oh, yeah. the place to be. Having said that, you know, everyone, every originator is just wondering, you know, when are we when when are we gonna get back to where, you know, there's some there's some normalcy on the rate sheets. Why is it that, you know, non QM evaporated overnight? I'm i I'm starting to see that in jumbo a little bit. You know, what's happening to some of these down payment assistance programs? Why is there a minimum FICO, you know, of this and this and this on, you know, government programs? They're they wanna know when does it end and then once we get that solid footing, when does it start to go back the other way? That is a lot to do with you know, what my, what my content is and, and why I put out the information on LinkedIn is to tell that story and talk about the information and the data points that are really driving what we're seeing with our programs and our rates. And that gives them the ability to tell their yeah. customers. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, they're, right now the originators are saying, hey, forbearance is not forgiveness. You know, you, you still owe this money. Don't do a new loan if you can't pay. You know, we need to see exactly what your income is. You know, they're they're not discouraging past clients, you know, who are calling in. They're referring them over to the servicers and saying, hey, you know, call your servicer. They have a plan. They'll get it worked out. But on new loans going forward, you know, I mean, look, if we're at 20% unemployment, we're still at 80% employment. And so there's still a lot of business out there to go get. You may have to just 
sift through some more scenarios and get people to kind of, you know, come on in. Let's get you, let's get you started in the process. And once we get through this mess together, this global pandemic, you know, we'll, we should have a better rate and be able to rock, you know, and, and get you, get you alone. That's a good point. I think so much is communicating out to your people. And then there's other people that say, like, I have had more people say, I have used more of Kevin's videos, and I don't work for PRMG. I work for another company, and it's kind of difficult. Our company will not go out and do this. So I'm using that stuff. I guess it's a great recruiting tool because as you're using it, and others are then taking that content and sharing it, they're <laughs> they're going. Why aren't I not working with that guy that's communicating really well? I need to be over well, there. So I think it, there's. It's. I'm actually glad you bring that point because that is not the reason I do it, and that's not. I know the effect yeah. I'm going for. And, and the reality is, when it com- when it comes to recruiting people, especially originators, gravitate to their local leadership. They they go to their immediate sales manager or their immediate branch manager, or if they are a branch manager, they go to their immediate you know regional manager, or if they're a broker shop. You know, they, they're an entrepreneur, and they look at themselves, and so they might be looking maybe at my videos for some kind of thought leadership out there, you know, because we also have a wholesale channel. So for me, I mean, I, I am not, is not the point, and, and I'm happy to share because I think there's an abundance of business to go around. There's, there's, enough, there's enough great leaders at so many different companies that are navigating these turbulent waters. If anything I say helps them manage their people, then that's it. That's that's. That's all that needs to come out of it. it I have not, right. I've not weaponized my videos. I've not tried to use it <laughs> as a recruiting tool. You know, I, I, I try. Yeah. I actually, I actually try to talk as little about PRMG as possible. I actually try to talk yeah. about broad view topics, and that, and that's, you know, that's that's been something I've, I've tried to be very careful about because I don't want people to think that that's the reason I'm doing. It. There's no ulterior motive as to why I'm doing it, other than, you know, I just get so many questions from so many people. I can't yeah. I can't say the same thing over and over. I was like, you know, I'll just slap it on a 10 minute video and you know, like you said, like 5,000 people go look at it or more, you know, whoever. So, and that's fine. You know, like I'm I, that that's good enough for well, yeah, me. It's what, actually a nice time saver. Yeah, I want to talk what has been the response? What has been the response back? It's been great. I mean, I think I think generally just cuz you know, the, look, everyone has a different situation. Everyone works for different companies. You know, some people work for a servicer, some people work for a company backed by a hedge fund who you've never met anyone extra hedge fund, you know, you don't know what they're thinking, but I, <laughs> I, I can't imagine what even those leaders are thinking is too much different than what maybe I'm thinking. And so they're kind of like, well, I don't know what's going to happen in my company, but Kevin is saying this. So maybe they're not too far off from that. And, and I'm not seeing anything drastic. I mean, people literally are, are, are worried about their companies unnecessarily. I mean, people, you know, people are, are, are worried about, their own company and their company's ability to continue to operate. And, and I think, you know, so, so some of the things in, I mean, just, just to kind of go with that, you know, like a bank or a hedge fund, you know, if you've got someone that's so far removed from you on the front line, maybe they're sitting in New York somewhere or, or Dallas or in the Bay area, you know, you, you just, you don't know what they're thinking. And so you don't know what's going to happen to your company. All you see is this program got eliminated. The minimum FICO got raised. My pricing is worse. What the hell is going on? And so if your yep. company isn't putting out communication and saying why they're doing what they're doing, maybe they don't feel like it's that big of a deal to have to do that. Or maybe they don't really care what you think. I don't know. I can't speak for every company's culture. But I can well, promise you a lot of – you know, what we're dealing with is the same – it's the same data, the same issue, the same – a lot of the same 
challenges. You know, I've been very open talking about, you know, our cash position and having margin calls. And it's a good thing to be transparent and open. I mean, yes. that's, that's what age we're in right now, especially when you're talking about this new age of, of millennials and younger originators. This is what they see. This is social media. They, they respect authenticity and transparency. And so I think there's, there's definitely a communication gap between maybe some of the leadership at some of these more established companies or even larger companies and their own constituency. And so, you know, if I'm, if I'm helping them and, and I'm a voice of probably some of the things that they're navigating through, I'm happy to help. Because again, I think there's an abundance of business to go around for all of us. I mean, PRMG can't, we can't do everything for everyone. You know, we, we have to just kind of collaborate with all of our peers and colleagues yep. and kind of and get work through it together. Yep. We've got a couple of questions coming in from listeners. Let me ask you this one. Do you, I think this is coming in from uh, someone probably of your appear to you in the organization. Do you, Kevin, have to go out and get approval for what you're saying, or is there any guidelines that your company gives you? Give us some best practices that are being followed at PRMG. So as one of the four partners and shareholders in the company, the short answer is no. You know, I guess I just say no. I mean, I just kind of say what comes to mind, and and I think I've yeah. built up enough There's trust pride. from my from my partners, yeah. you know, that that I'm not going to say or do anything crazy. I mean, I have my own style. I'm not I'm not like the other three guys, you know. I'm I'm you're you know, I, I would say you're Nicholas. Yeah, you. I, I'm me. You know, it's like I'm me. It's like you know they they've always let me feel and and act you know as myself, and so it's it's not contrived. It's not. You know, these are the top. These are the three points we're talking about today. You know, and they get a video crew to come in and they cut it all up. Like I don't know, something about that is it's great for the larger companies. You know, because you have to have some organization structure when you're a larger company, I guess, to keep the train on the rails. But you know, we we have had this mantra where we're large enough to serve you, but small enough to know you. And I and I think if I kind of stray away from from that, then you know, I, I don't know, it just kind of loses its luster, in my opinion. So no, short answer is no. That's good. There's so many other questions we could get to. I'm looking at the clock. I want to be respectful of your time. The last question that we had talked about and fits with a number of questions that are coming up, what is your view of what lies ahead for us as lenders and the economy? What do you, what, based on all your reading? You know, for me, I'm really following this forbearance story. And, um, yep. and so much and so this, this week particularly. This week particularly, this is going to yeah. play out in a big way. What, what, what you know, Ginny May has done a fantastic job of saying, here's how the liquidity can come. You can use the PTAP if you need to. As a last resort, there is a facility. Um, they've come up with, you know, it was in the news for PennyMac, one of the largest aggregators, who we sell loans yeah. to, by the way. You know, we yeah. service some of our book, but we also sell, you know, and, and we have diversification in, in the way that we sell and, and our product mix and channel mix. But I think, you know, when, when you saw the... Um, uh, you, you saw the uh, the note securitization ability to basically sell through a trust for PennyMac to sell basically certificates to finance the principal and interest payments that they have to front for. Gosh, I mean, you know, how many, how many you know billions they have in their portfolio for Ginny? It's really nice to see Ginny May stepping up yes. and saying, "This is how we serve the market and our people." And so everyone's still looking at Fannie and Freddie, who's regulated by the FHFA, and Mark Calabria. And everyone's looking, which, of course, they're taking direction from Mnuchin and, and the Fed and right. Treasury. And, and everyone's looking like, are, are they trying to be like how everything was in 08, where everyone was punished for not having enough capital for this, this, this crisis? Yes. Or, or, or are we being helped? But are, like the government's handing out trillions right and left, but 
They're not going to hand out like $74 billion to the servicers. I mean, why, why do borrowers have to go through all this crap with their servicers because a couple men on the Hill are, are, are uh, either so, taking a wait-and-see approach or they want to punish yeah. people? To be honest, when the Fed, my, just my theory, and one of the things I'm looking at, the Fed likes to make money, and they like they like to buy they like to uh, buy low and sell high, and so I, I think they're just trying to depress prices a little more and and throw a couple portfolios from from some insolvent Freddie, Freddie seller servicers and throw them around to you know their their cronies and and, and get them a good deal, which which sucks because it hurts all the jobs and all the borrowers and all the I mean no one here likes having their servicing transferred, you know, from one place to another. So That's right. I'm really watching this forbearance story and this liquidity story, it's it's what we need to have a calm market. You know, this, or else all the money the Fed is spending buying MBS is wasted. I mean, our rates right. aren't where the MBS are trading right now because we're all waiting for Mnuchin and Calabria to help provide and stand up the Fannie Freddie servicers so we can then turn around and go, okay, we're good on fronting money for forbearance that policy was dropped on the entire industry. Now let's start moving forward. But we can't move forward in our wounds and trying to deal with it. And again, it's only been a couple of weeks, and so I'm trying to be patient with it. But that's the big story yep. that's out there that I'm following. That's a good story. I can't wait to watch some of the videos you're no doubt going to be publishing. Kudos to you, Kevin, for the job you've done on uh, communicating to your company and out to the industry. Many of us value it and uh, benefit from it. Most importantly, you. you're being a leader and you're giving back to an industry searching, desperately searching for some answers. So appreciate you being a voice and doing a heck of a job of it. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, it's great having you here. We've had Kevin Perano. Perani, Peranio. i got to get that EO in there. At the end. Sorry, I'm sliding that, Kevin. But anyway, it's so good to have you on the podcast, folks. We're going to have Gwen Muse Evans next week. She's recently uh, uh, become the Senior Vice President, Chief Risk Officer for Single Family Business at Fannie Mae. That's what she most recently was. Sorry, I want to make clear on that. And uh, she's now working inside of the Beltway. We're going to get some insights of what that world looks like. I had Gwen on a panel a number of years ago. We just became fast friends ever since. I just admire her at many levels. So be sure to come back. She is president and CEO of GME Enterprises. She uh, does a lot of work on policy inside the Beltway. You're going to love this interview with the former chief risk officer at Fannie Mae. And what is her perspective as we continue in this COVID-19 pandemic crisis? Can't wait to get her thoughts on it. So be sure to come back. I want to say a special thank you to our sponsors, the Mortgage Bankers Association of America, Finastra, Lenders One, the Mortgage Collaborative, CMLA, as well as Indicom, Incelerate, Ainsworth Advisors, AI Assist, Celebrity Home Loans, Knowledge Coop, Mobility RE, Modex, Velma, Vendorsurf, and Vidyard. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Look forward to having you back here next week. You've been listening to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin' of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week, and thanks for listening. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.